Welcome everybody. Thank you all for joining the FFB My Story in 30 series. Uh, today we have a very special guest, Paolo Hermogenes, uh, who will be talking about how he has managed time juggling a million and one things, but also how he's noticed burnout and, and some of the effects there and taking care of himself. So Paolo, I'm gonna pass it over to you uh, to introduce yourself. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining on joining us on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Um, it really reflects um, everyone who's joined the call, how engaged you are and how much you want to interact uh, within the program. I really appreciate that. Um, to provide you a little bit about myself, I'm Filipino, born and raised in Toronto. Um, I'm a fifth year real estate management co-op student. Uh, I've done three different co-op terms with various employers. Um, and as well, I'm also working as a real estate agent and studying for my CFA. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're here and would love to share any insight that I could help you uh, to help you manage throughout your way in during your undergraduate studies. Amazing. Thank you, Paolo. So talk about being a real estate agent and studying for a CFA. Tell us right now, what are all of the things you have on your plate? Mm -hmm. I definitely have. So I guess to really lay it out, um, I'm finishing my last five courses at Ryerson in the real estate management program, including the capstone, which is, you know, a beast in, in and of itself. Uh, on top of that, I'm also uh, working as a real estate agent. So it's, it's really just, you know, understanding all the, the documents that go into a real estate transaction and then networking with clients, trying to build my brand and, and my marketing strategy. Um, I'm also studying for my CFA to build my financial acumen. So that kind of entails like practicing a lot of questions and, um, studying the Kaplan Swizer um, financial material. Um, and then on top of that, I just do some other like side financial modeling and stuff to just become a really well-rounded uh, real estate professional. Uh, and not to mention, I know you're, you're mentoring others and you're also a TED Pack mentor. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, wow, uh, that was a mouthful. And you probably use some words that um, some people don't know what it means. But talk to me about your, you know, finishing up five courses you are junior CFA, you're a real estate agent. Um, you're doing some financial modeling, doing extra things as you're learning and um, networking with clients and mentoring others. How do you manage all of that at once? Definitely, Shab. Um, so I think in terms of time management, I mean, sometimes it, it might seem like everything is a lot, but how I see it is like, what you have on your plate think about it, you're going into like you know like a boxing match and um before you get into the match you have to like mentally be ready for everything you're about to face if if you psych yourself out and like you're already overwhelmed by everything you just end up defeating yourself before you even start so um definitely like uh, time managing helps you to um do a lot more and it, it helps you feel less overwhelmed overall and what are some of the tools or techniques you use to manage your time um, definitely, Shab. I, I mostly implement uh, Google Calendar as well as um, Excel, but a lot of the other Ryerson resources, such as the Ryerson Academic Success Center, has been very beneficial in helping me to um, study effectively and uh, help me overall to grow as a student. So I know that you are kind of a master of, of time management, and I've had a sneak peek into your Excel uh, spreadsheet that I have asked you to have handy because I, I want you to show us um, what how you use Excel because you know Paolo not everyone is an Excel guru guru like you 
Um, and for someone who might not feel as comfortable with Excel or who might have never used Excel before, um, what kind of advice would you give them on how they can use Excel as a tool to manage their time? Um, and if you can, to kind of show us a glimpse of how you actually use it with your own spreadsheet. Sure, Chef. So to, I guess to answer your question, um, I, I mean, when I started in first year, Excel was a bit rough when I started learning it, but I think it's really just playing along around with it, it can be a very useful tool to help, you know, your learning as well as help you manage my time. So I'll just go ahead and share my Excel with you. Amazing. Um, this is what, <laughs> one second. I have it open here. Okay, so um, you can probably see it right now. So this basically, this was the week of reading week when I was tracking my um, um, Excel. Uh, basically just like my studying and stuff. So to break down what it basically does is um, as I go about my day, I'll, I'll really just plot what I'm doing uh, throughout the day. It helps me reflect on how well I'm allocating my time. So uh, during around that time, you'll see like, this is the orange. This is what I'm studying for CFA. This is the red when I'm, you know, being a real estate agent. Uh, the green is academic. As you can see, I had to really push over here for the green. And one really interesting thing during reading week, I, I did my G license. So like I'm fully licensed to drive in Ontario, which is really exciting. <laughs> um, so at the, at the bottom here, the yellow, basically like when it tracks, you know, the word like study or real estate, as you can see in the tags here, it'll automatically count below. It's a count if statement. And it helps me to track like, oh, like my total productivity hours was 30. I want to do like 40. So uh, maybe next, next week I'll, I'll be more cognizant of, of, uh, spending my time like studying the CFA. So it really helps to reflect on you know, how well I'm managing my time. Wow. So it, it kind of looks Paula, like you're, you are scheduling in or planning in every hour of your day. Is that right? Um, so with the, the crucial stuff, like, you know, I, I know like I want to study the CFA from 9 to 11 a.m. I will program it. But some of the other stuff that you see is like more kind of family orientated, like, you know, going for bubble tea and having that drive to like uh, a mall. It's it's just showing me like how I spent my time during the day. And mm -hmm. one thing that's really important is um, even though, you know, I track all my um, real estate and, and CFA and academic stuff. I also like, you know, it's really important to me to, you know, keep my relationship with family and take care of myself. So you'll see like, you know, coffee and meditating as well as like, you know, going to the gym, like over here. So it's, it's really good to, it's really important to take care of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it looks like you've got a color coding system um, and also just managing not just school work, um, but that time with family and friends. Um, which I'm, I'm going to segue into your story about burnout and I'm going to, I'm going to start asking you some of the questions that are coming through. Um, Paolo, how did you decide to do what you are doing right now? And how did you like doing co-op within your program with different employers? Um, so if you can answer that question, Paolo, and then maybe we'll start hearing more about your story, feeling burnout. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Shab. So I, I guess in terms of like, um, in terms of like how I started, um, so Shab, just to clarify, like in terms of how I started noticing burnout. Um, let's first answer the question. How did you decide to do what you're doing right now? And how did you like doing co-op within your program and with different employers? 
Definitely. Um, overall, I, I highly recommend uh, the Ted Rogers call program. I think it helps you to become um, a more well-rounded uh, business professional in terms of, you know, um, really increasing um, your awareness in the industry and just teaching you a lot of amazing skills. Um, that, that's why I decided to join the call program. And then um, in terms of like doing my real estate agent, I knew like I wanted uh, to build a career that's client facing and building relationships with people. Uh, while I'm doing my CFA, I really want to build my financial acumen within the industry. I think it would give me a lot of knowledge as a real estate professional, like working with very complex um, financial concepts. So that's mm -hmm. uh, that, that was kind of just by why I'm doing that. Hello, being, being a co-op student and working with a lot of different employers, you've also kind of realized or had had a better understanding of what you enjoy and maybe what you don't enjoy so much. Um, so can you talk a little bit about feeling burnout throughout that experience? Sure, Shab. Um, so I guess in terms of like feeling burnout, if you look at when I started as a co-op student um, in one of my placements, you know, I went from being like, you know, the happiest person in the office, spending late nights at the office and, and feeling so motivated to prove myself within the corporate work environment um, that I neglected to, you know, take care of myself in terms of like physically, mentally, and, and um, it was just overall a difficult time. So maybe talk to us first about what is burnout and how did you start noticing some of the effects of burnout? Definitely, Shab. Um, in terms of when I started, so really burnout to me is being so mentally and physically um, exhausted from overworking yourself that, you know, you no longer feel interested in the work you're doing. And it definitely takes a toll on, you know, your physical well-being. Um, so to illustrate the change, you know, I went from being like the most happiest person in the office to be feeling very disinterested in my work that I was doing. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore, like just being in that um, work term because I had just burnt out so bad. And, you know, I know that there was also a time where you got some pretty devastating news um, during that time. How did you manage that? Yes. Yeah, so to tie in my burnout um, with my personal life, you know, um, I remember coming from the office. I was walking through, um, walking through the mall and then I get a call from my mom and she's like, Paulo, your grandma's gone. And that was so devastating to me because, you know, this is the woman who's taking care of me since kindergarten, always putting food on the table. And she was, she was gone. And instead of really accepting this loss emotionally, I, I went from, I didn't really accept it. I was so cold and withdrawn. And instead of, you know, taking enough time off work to recollect myself from, you know, something so devastating, I was, I was asking my employer, Hey, can I get more shifts during new year's? Can I get more shifts during Christmas Eve? Because I, I didn't want to face what had happened. And that, that was a huge contributor to my burnout as well. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, you know, in such a challenging time and already feeling that burnout, getting devastating news, you, dove deeper into work and you weren't taking care of yourself. And so, yes. um, you know, the understand of the importance of understanding that burnout is really that exhaustion physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, and what did you do to, um, you know, feeling that burnout to kind of coming out of it? Yes. Um, so I guess to illustrate, like, 
I think everyone should keep in mind burnout is not, you know, something that happens abruptly. It's a silent killer that kind of creeps over you um, when, you know, the burden of work overworking yourself gets too heavy um, to counteract burnout. I, I realized how it was affecting my life. You know, I, I was gaining so much work. I was gaining so much weight from like not feeding myself properly, just going and getting mall food so I could be in the office longer. I wasn't going to the gym. I was distant from my family. I was never at social gatherings because I was always working. Um, and then mentally, like I was just so fatigued um, to, to counteract this. I just realized like throughout, you know, the summer of the the co-op term that, you know, enough's enough. And I really got to set boundaries with uh, in terms of like, you know, my work, um, so I made more of an effort to go to the gym and take care of myself as well as, you know, like meal prepping my food. Um, and then overall, I, I just realized like that corporate um, setting with that employer particularly uh, didn't suit me. So I, I even though, you know, might have been a, a scary decision at, um, be, at the beginning, I, I had actually decided to move afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Paul, you, you talked about the importance of mental health and taking care of yourself and um, do you want to highlight for all the students joining us that we do have student well-being services um, where there's mental health resources. You can meet with a SHARP ambassador, which is the Student Health Assistance Peer Program, if you're more comfortable chatting with a student. But we also have the Student Counseling and Development Center. So you can speak in full confidentiality with a counselor, whether you're feeling anxious, really overwhelmed, um, just to talk about what are, what are some of those next steps to better support you. Um, Paolo, we're getting lots of questions now about co-op that I'm going to ask you. Um, so someone asks, what advice would you give someone wanting to start a career in real estate? Definitely. Um, I, I love that question because I remember like two years ago, I was so, I was so eager to like um, break into real estate, you know. I, I had started, you know, working part-time jobs and then all my friends were working with these big real estate companies. I'm like, how do I get there? Um, thank you for that question. I think, so in terms of like how I distinguish myself to break into a career in real estate, I started with a lot of student great groups and engagements. I was working with Real Estate Ryerson. They're a phenomenal uh, student group who hosts a lot of events to get you face-to-face -face with industry and, and showing, you know, how engaged you are within the program. I think that's a really strong stepping stone to break into the uh, to break into the program. Um, in, in terms of, on top of that, when, when you start the co-op um, within the real estate um, management program, it also helps, you know, it helps you to gain experience with a variety of different employers. And it also raises your self-awareness because you have a greater understanding of what fields of real estate um, engage you the most. Okay. Um, and Paolo, we have another question. Um, someone asks, do you think you would be where you are without the co-op program? Alternatively, you could have maximized your summer internships. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a fair question, but I think with co-op, I find a lot of value in it because, you know, you, when it, it would have been so, I think, difficult for me to kind of make that transition from doing, you know, like part-time mall barista jobs to like breaking into um, the breaking into the real estate industry. Um, but with the Ted Rogers call program, you have phenomenal support from um, all the all the staff and, and the team who support you in terms of like, um, giving you access to the co-op portal as well as um, helping train you so that you can, you know, make the best appearance on employers and get the get the real estate internship you want. 
Um, Paolo, we have a question that says, how do you prepare to apply for a co-op during your first and second year? What kind of tips do you give students? So the co-op program, a major component is academics, but it's also your student engagement. So in terms of getting ready for co-op, I, I highly recommend, you know, joining student groups and, and really just being engaged. Um, maybe if it's, if it's not necessarily, you know, um, a business student group that engages you, um, the other student groups within Ryerson really showed that, you know, you're a collaborator and you love to work with a team. Um, even your volunteer experience is, is strong as well. So I think just building um, your relationships with the community is a good uh, starting point as well to help uh, solidify your application for the co-op program. Thank you, Paolo. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is so far not doing so well in their classes and thinks maybe this isn't the right program for me? What kind of advice would you give them? Oh, um, honestly, thank you for asking me that because literally that was my mindset when I started uh, in first year. You know, I had went to one of my professors and I said, professor, I did you know, I got a bad grade on my stats quiz. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm like worthy to be in this program. Um, I'd say when, if you're struggling to seek the resources that you, um, that are available to you within the program, as well as, you know, think about how far you've come. You just a couple months ago were working to get into Ryerson and now you're accepted. You got to think how far you've come as well. Um, I, I know it might be tough right now, but I think if you seek um, the proper resources and you keep working hard, you definitely will get there. Um, and Paolo, you, you just talked about how you felt that way. And what kind of changes did you make to come out of that feeling that, you know, this isn't the right program for me, I'm not doing well, I'm not gonna do well. How did you get out of that state? Yes, a major component was my professor had introduced me to the growth mindset. I started off with a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is like when you fail and you just allow your shortcomings to define you. With a growth mindset, it's more about seeing your failures as a stepping stone to succeed, to become better. I mean, to give you you know, primary example, when I was doing my real estate uh, agent license, you know, some of the courses were very hard. Like, um, and there, there was times when, you know, sometimes like maybe my marks uh, weren't cutting it and I could easily say like, you know, I'm going to give up. I don't think I'm worth it uh, to be a real estate agent. But I was like, no, like I, this is something I really want to make happen. So, you know, I kept studying harder, kept hitting the books and like I succeeded with like such a high like 90 marks. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's overcoming your, your shortcomings and not letting them define you. That's a growth mindset. Wow. And, you know, you spoke about something really powerful there where you said, not letting your failures define you, um, not letting those low moments define you and, and coming out of it, but uh, being resilient through it and, and taking that action to grow out of it and, and have that growth mindset that you're never stuck, you're never fixed, you're never in one place for too long that you can come out of it, um, but that it's about the action you take. Yes. So Paolo, what would you say to a student who says, um, I am taking care of my family right now, I'm in a full course load, I have a part-time job. I'm doing extracurriculars. I don't have time to manage my time. What kind of advice would you give them? I mean, the first year I, I had the same mentality. I'm like, if I got so much like stuff to do, how am I going to make time to like plan to do it? And I definitely understand. But 
from my perspective, what I've learned overall is that, you know, you need to give yourself that time within the week to really prioritize what's most important to you and then lay everything throughout the week. Um, you know, Oh, like during this time on Wednesday, I'm going to do like X. Um, so really laying out and, and making that prioritizing like time to like lay out what you have to do is, is really important because it, it feels so less overwhelming overall. It allows you to like see with a bird's eye view, like everything that you're going to face within the week and, and that you're, you're going to get through it. So really, really reflecting on that schedule once you've made it. Um, and I know that you are constantly adjusting and adapting and, you know, life happens and sometimes what you plan isn't actually going to go as planned. So really being able to adapt. Um, Paolo, I have you for five more minutes. So um, if anybody has any other questions, feel free to put them in now. But Paolo, I want to ask you, you are five years in um, to your experience as a student. Um, and you've gone through all your co-op work terms, you have done extracurriculars, you are currently a real estate agent, so congrats on that. Thank you. Um, it's a huge accomplishment. Knowing what you know now, if you could go back to your first year self and give them one piece of advice, what would you say? I simply say, Shab, to my future, uh, to my first year self, that everything is going to work out. You know, you're such a driven um, student who's got, you know, such a burning desire to learn, to grow, to build relationships with people. You will um, get over, you know, you will succeed and overcome all your uh, struggle. Amazing. Thank you, Paolo. And what would you, what would be your final advice for students right now? For first year students, they are seven weeks in, it's midterm season. Lots of them have finished midterms assignments. Lots of them have them still coming up and going through everything completely online and it's easy to feel overwhelmed and it's easy to feel like all you're doing is looking at a screen or looking at a laptop what kind of advice would you give them sure Shab. um definitely like i imagine the um other participants who are here you know you guys are all have this drive to you know do so well um within first year um, definitely keep going at it. I, I know all of you will succeed, but on, on top of that, make sure you take care of yourself, um, your physical health, your emotional health. Um, you know, if you think about it, if, if you don't take care of yourself first and foremost, how do you expect to take care of other things? And, and that's what's important. Also making time for yourself amongst your busy schedule. Amazing. So taking care of yourself, number one, um, so Paolo, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips on, you know, managing your time, but um, taking care of your mental health and that includes eating well and that includes sleeping um, and, and drinking water and doing those stretches when you're sitting down all day, but accessing those on-campus resources, whether it's the Academic Success Center for tutoring or student well-being um, for some of those resources. Um, it is almost 1230. And so with that, we are going to close off. Um, but we want to thank everybody for tuning in um, to today's session. For next week's My Story in 30 series, we're going to have a couple students sharing their stories about how they navigated first year and, and managing, um, you know, the stressors of feeling like you need to fit in versus being yourself. Um, so please look out for that in the Fit for Business website, as well as the email you'll get Tuesday. So Paolo, thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for joining us from around the world. Um, have a great morning, night, afternoon, um, or evening, wherever you are.
Thanks, Chef. Thanks, everyone. I really appreciate you joining the call. Bye, everybody.